being fruitful in, in the midst of the, the will of God and what that looks like and what, what it don't look like. We've used a lot of examples. We've used Achan. Started with Achan. We looked at Achan's life and, and uh, we've seen what, what sin does when it's covered up and it's hid. And, uh, and, and in, in full disclosure, what Achan's biggest problem was is he stole what, what belonged to God. And, and, and it was a sin, and he went and he hid it. He hid his sin, and it, and it, was, it was bad the way he hid it. Uh, it was bad him trying to get things around God, but in reality, his, his biggest problem is he stole what God rightfully deserved. And, uh, and, and so we looked at Achan, and we've seen a lot of things about Achan, and, and, and how Achan hadn't always been that way. Uh, Achan at one time was counted amongst the number that would go into Canaan land. And, and the reason I say that is God had to wait uh, for a whole generation to die off, a whole generation of unbelief to die off uh, to, to get this new group uh, of believers into Canaan land. And, and you know how it goes. Uh, one of the people that were headed to Canaan does something real dumb and... and and causes him and his whole family not to make it. Uh, looked at, we looked at Cain. We looked at Judas. And, and uh, we looked at Cain and, and took, some, took a look at Abel in the, in the process. But we looked at Judas and, and Cain. And, and we seen what, what it looked like being out of the will of God with them two. And what God actually did in their life. And, and being out of the will of God between Cain and Judas. And then we, we, uh, we spent last week, we looked at Ahithophel. And Ahithophel was a man that, uh, that at one time was serving in the ranks as one of David's most trusted advisors, one of, one of David's tr most trusted friends, and turned on him in a moment's time uh, because of something that had, had been done wrong to him. Ahithophel had been done wrong, and in the process of, of him being done wrong, uh, he becomes angry and he gets bitter and eventually Ahithophel takes his own life from, from a process of his own anger and his own bitterness. He dies from the inside, but eventually, eventually Ahithophel exposes himself on the outside to tell what's really going on on the inside. Now, last week I, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that. Uh, actually, I'll... I'll all three of the last weeks, um, I, I don't know they've led up to this, but God's just been giving me things along the way. And this morning, I, I don't think I don't think it's any different. God's given me some stuff that I think that that want, that He wants to show us uh, from the life of John. And um, and I think this morning, if, if we can if we can hang in there, uh, and you'll you'll have to you'll have to hang in there with me because. Uh, we're going to take a, a rather long journey uh, through the life of John, and I want to see something that I think God pointed out to me and, and, and helped in what helped John to be fruitful. John is one of the most fruitful human beings in the entirety of the Bible. Why? Why, why would we consider John one of the most Fruitful human beings in the entirety of the Bible because God didn't trust the book of Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, the full picture of who Jesus Christ is, who he was and who he is and who he is to become. God wouldn't have given that to anybody else but a fruitful man. Do you understand that? that the, the, the very last book, the book that closes out the canon of Scripture in your Bible, God chose a man by the, by, by the name of John, by, by the name of John to give that book to, cast to the Isle of Patmos. In the very last stages of his life, I'm talking about, late, I mean, almost, almost dead. Now, it's, it's, you know, historians argue, but we believe the timeline is that John... John's almost dead. John's the only one of the apostles that didn't die a martyr's death. He died of a, a, a natural death. But God chose John to give John the book of Revelation. You say, why is that such a big deal? Well, I hope you can see it by the time 
by the time we get through it. I want to pray, and I want to ask the Lord to bless it, and then, and then we'll, Lord willing, uh, we'll, we'll get to where we're going. Father, I, I pray, Lord, this morning, God, that you're honored. Uh, Lord, that you bless what's said. Lord, you bless what's done. Uh, God, you bless my time in studying. And, and God, I'm, Lord, I, I'm desperate for you to work. I asked you this morning to work because I couldn't. I asked you to do what, what I couldn't do because in and of myself, Lord, uh, I, I, don't have, I don't have what it takes. And God, I, I need you to work. I, I need the demonstration and the power of the Spirit of God to work and, and not my flesh. And God, anything that'll be done for the cause of Christ and anything that'll, that'll change the judgment seat or somebody's eternity in this room will be because you worked. And God, we, we know it, but God, we want to acknowledge it. And God, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you on, on my behalf to work. Lord, I, I, I need to unveil this thing and, and work through this thing in such a way, God, to where it, it makes sense from, from the youngest to the oldest. And, and God, I, I pray that you, you help me put it on that level. Lord, I, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for what you're doing and, and how you're doing it. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing on the fast. And thank you for the people that you're helping, the people that you're changing, and God, the ones that you're giving sincere desire and direction to. Lord, thank you for that. And uh, God, I, I pray that you, you bless this morning and, and what's said and what's done in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to read you one verse and, and then I, I want to jump into to some things about John's life. Revelation 1 and verse number 9. Revelation 1 and verse number 9. He says, I, John, who am also your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom, and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle uh, that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, now, a, a short kind of blurb about John, that, that's all that is. Uh, John jumps into Revelation and, and he, he doesn't say a whole lot about himself, but he, he says a few things about himself. And, and I, I, want, I want you to be able to see those things as we go through this whole thing, I want you to understand who John is from Revelation 1-9, but I want to start where God called John into, uh, into the ministry, from where God, God called John into following him. Uh, I think the premise behind this whole thing is I asked myself, what did the heart attitude of John have to be to endure such things as, as the, the old historians uh, would write that that John was, John was locked up for preaching the gospel and, and, and teaching people in Ephesus. And John was in a coliseum and dipped down into a boiling pot of oil and came out unscathed. Came out unscathed. And then when, when they, they couldn't do anything with him after they dipped him in this oil and he, did, he didn't look like, he looked like, like he'd been dipped into a bathtub, he, they, they, they decided to do another thing to him. They cast him off on the Isle of Patmos. And I'll tell you a little bit more about Patmos here in just a little while. But they cast him to the Isle of Patmos thinking that, that this is it. We'll shut John down. We'll get his mouth shut. He won't be able to say anything. And then out of nowhere, God is so good to John that, John, that God gives John the revelation of himself. And I thought to myself, what did John's heart attitude have to be to be able to receive such a word? Now I want you to look at John's calling. It's the very first thing in your outline. He's just an old fisherman. John is just an old fisherman. He's, he's just a rough fisherman, about like Peter. Um, and and, and I, I, want you, I want you to see a, a couple of things about his life. Matthew 4 and verse 18, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net in the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And straightway they left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw another two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the ship with Zebedee, their father, mending nets. And he called them, and they immediately 
left the ship and and their uh, left the ship and their father and followed him. Luke says it like this, and so was and so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, uh, were partners with Simon. And Jesus uh, said unto unto uh, Simon, Fear not; from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. This is the calling of an, of an old rough fisherman. Uh, Mark chapter uh, 1 and verse 19, And when they had gone a little further thence, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were also in the ship mending their nets. And straightway he called them, and they left their, uh, and they left their father Zebedee in the ship with the higher servants and went after him. Now, why, why is this such a big deal? Well, you need to see where the old rough fisherman comes from. At one time, he's, he's serving there probably uh, in a trade with his father, in a trade that his, his father is a part of, a, a business, a lucrative business. And him and James is working with his father. And, and what the Bible says, they're hired servants. There are hired servants. James and his brother are not part of them. They're probably a part of this a business with Zebedee, and, and they leave everything they have, and they go and they follow the Lord. Now, there's an interesting tagline that's given to James and 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 John, and I I think you I think we probably need to see this. Um, Mark chapter three and verse seventeen, and James the son of Zebedee, and John the brother of James. Oh, where was we at? Hang on. This thing can't be throwing me off again now. Where are we at? It's on the, it's on the, okay. And James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, he surnamed them Boenergies. I've said this like 20 times. Listen to Alexander Scorby say it. My, I actually have it broke down into three different, uh, three different syllables here on my thing, and then it just, it just kind of, it just kind of died out on me, uh, so I'm, I'm not. I'm not real sure. I'm not real sure what happened to that. Uh, yeah, it's it's all gone. Um, it's all gone. It's it's not even it's not even there. It was all there a few minutes ago, and and now uh, now it, it has it it has gone. So y'all y'all pray harder than you prayed before. Uh, pray it comes back on. Uh, so so I, I want you to look, which is, he surnamed them, he gave them a name. Now, we don't say much about this name, because John, how many of you, know, what is one thing you know about John? Just, anybody know anything about John from the Bible? It's one thing he's well known for. The What is it? Favorite disciple, some call him, what, in the Bible it says what? The beloved, the disciple whom Jesus loved, Right? Uh, he's the one that's in, 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 you find leaning on the breast of Jesus. But, but I, I want you to see something that I necessarily have never even thought about is Jesus named them in Mark, James and John, the sons of thunder. Now, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if you, if you pick up on this or not, but but the 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 well beloved John has a name called the Son of Thunder. Like I I know we're we're all in here and we've all painted this dude up. I mean, look, they painted pictures of of the beloved John and and they've he's laying on the breast of. But I want you to understand that ain't how John started out. John and James came on the scene as fervent. And as passionate and as hot-blooded as any came on the scene, the the, the chances are the the sons of the sons of thunder by nature were full of zeal when they started. They were by nature they they were they were some of them that had the the most intense and fervent passion to serve the Lord. Maybe they were so extreme that they didn't look like any other of the disciples. So 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 I mean I, I would say that even Peter. Peter should have gotten in on that. But, but God reserved this name. Jesus Christ reserves this name, the sons of thunder, 
for these two men. And, and they're labeled, John is labeled as one of the sons of thunder. Now John's following of Christ, I want, I want you to look at that. John was one of the three that got to see a whole lot uh, that the rest of the disciples didn't get to see. Who, who was the three? It was Peter, it was James, and it was John. What did they get to see? Well, they got to see the Mount of, on the Mount of Transfiguration. They got to see the Lord transfigured in all of His glory. Uh, Matthew 17 and verse number 1, After six days Jesus saith unto Peter, James, and John, his John his brother, and bringeth them into a high mountain, and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment as white as light. Now this is a precursor to the day of the Lord. This is a precursor to what's going to happen in Revelation when John really does get the full revelation of Jesus Christ. But he, he gets a little glimpse into it, but you've got to make sure you realize he is a part in his following with Christ. He is a part of three that got to see more than the, than, than the rest of them did. Uh, he's, in, he's in Gethsemane right before Christ's death. Then cometh Jesus, Matthew 26, Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go yonder and pray. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. And then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. He's, he's, he's taking these men somewhere that the rest of them don't get to go. He's taking them in and he's letting them see God in his transformed figure and who he will be on that glorious day. So much so that, that they say, hey, Lord, can we stay here forever? Can we, just, can we just build temples here? Can we just be here? And, and then when it came time to pray, he takes three with him. And one of them is John. The raising of of Jairus' daughter. Mark chapter 5 and verse 37, He suffered no man to follow him save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. So I'd say out of the twelve, he's part of the three, and then we could even narrow it down a little bit more. Now remember, this is the son of thunder. This is the man that's full of zeal. This is probably the man that ain't many of us would take too kindly to. He, he's actually... Uh, he's actually been a part of John the Baptist's ministry. And if you were a part of the, the ministry of John the Baptist, you, your skin was probably a little thick. Like John's running around, he's calling everybody out all the time. John, John's calling out the politicians, John's calling out the leaders, John's calling out everybody. Actually, John loses his head for preaching. He's part of this group. But now, now get it. I, I want you to see it. We, we could say it, the disciple whom, whom Jesus loved, or you could say it, I, I think you could say it like this, or, or the disciple whom really loved Jesus. John 13 and verse 23, this thing came back on. Let's all praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. We know that disciple to be John. John 19 and, and verse 26. When Jesus therefore saw his mother. This is at the foot of the cross. This is the foot of the cross. and Everybody else has abandoned Jesus. The only one left at the foot of the cross. When Jesus therefore saw his mother, the disciple, and, his, and the disciple standing by whom he loved, he saw his mother. He, saw, he said unto, saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Verse 27. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her, uh, took her unto his own home. Jesus entrusted one of the sons of thunder with his very own mother. With the woman that, he was, that, that, that born him into this world under the immaculate conception of the Holy Ghost of God. And standing there at the foot of the cross while Jesus is spanned between heaven and earth, he commends his mother to John. 
John 20 and verse number 2 says, Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and saith unto him, they have, taken away the Lord, uh, they have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher and we know not where they have laid him. John 20, uh, 21 and verse 7, Therefore the disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter. Now remember, th this is a time to where Peter said, I'm going back fishing. I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. And, and Peter is out on the, they're out on the water. And, 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 and it was John that when, when, when Jesus Christ said to that group of men, Children, have you any meat? It's John that remembers the voice of the Lord. And he says, Peter, it is the Lord. Why is this such a big deal? Man, I hope, I hope you can hear what God's trying to teach us through this thing. God's trying to show us, man. Fruit bearing comes at a cost. Don't you see John's teaching? John's teaching. Uh, the, n notice that this was not an account um, written when he was a, a young man following the Lord, but it's written in terms of revelation. It's written when the which they say a lot of his writings were written later on in his life, but it was, it was written when, when he had become a mature man, when he had become to a place to where he could have some real reflection and, and real contemplation. And, and how many of you understand, when, when you get to that place, you can have real reflection and real contemplation, that you can, you can have real enjoyment of the Lord Jesus. Most historians suspect that John was in his, in his early hundreds. Man, it's a long ways away from, from the old son of thunder. John is extremely evangelistic. Matter of fact, the, the, uh, the book of John, the word believe occurs a hundred times. At least a hundred times. John, John's gospel focuses on Jesus as the Word, the incarnate Word. It focuses on Him as the Messiah and, and, and the Son of God. He brings the gift of salvation to mankind. And then number three there, who either accept it or reject the offer. It's extremely plain. It's extremely simple. John 1 and verse 12 says, But as many as receive him, to, gave, uh, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, not of, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Verse 14, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. It was John in, in, in chapter 3 in verse number 3 that he, he look, that, that he records as Jesus looks at Nicodemus and says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. It was John that was that evangelistic. It would go on to be John in verse 16 that would, that would pen one of the most well-known verses in the entire Bible. For God so loved the world that he, began, that he gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And he'd say, For God sent not His Son in the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. This is who John is. John's a pretty black and white dude. It's either life and death, darkness and light, or love and hate. There ain't really any in between with John. John also knew where the power came from. Now, I hope you're, I hope you're tracking with me when I, when, I, when I say this. John knew where the power came from. He knew where his power came from. He knew where he could develop the power of God from. Look at John 15 and verse number 1. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, itself except 
It abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, and ye are the, bran- ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same, fr- the same bringeth forth much fruit. For ye can do nothing without me. This is John. Now, now, now remember, this is an old, rough fisherman. This is a dude, this is a Galilean, despised of the Jews. Probably because of, of the mixed heritage that he had. The mixed blood that he had, he would be despised of the Jews. And this old rough fisherman that came in as the son of thunder, he is now saying, listen guys, here it is. Unless you abide, a branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Except you abide and abide, no more can you except you abide in me. For without me, ye can do nothing. Man, get that. Man, he knew where the power came from. How do you know that? How do you know? Well, I, I think, I think uh, Brother Sean, I, there's, there's an element of this thing that you got to put, put perspective on. And can you imagine being there that day? And, and the Lord looks at you and James. And you're, you're John and he says, Alright, so I'm going to name Simon Peter. Petros is, you know, means a stone, means rock, whatever. But, but you two, I'm, I'm going to name you two I'm going to surname you two the sons of thunder. Well, I, I don't know about you, but I, I'm going to tell you. Like, I, well, wait a minute. What? How, well, Peter got. I like Peter's name way better, Lord. Like I, Simon got a. Wh- what does that mean, Lord? Like what? I don't know. I'm a son of like. It's almost a little bit of a reminder to James and John. This is who you are. Man, it'd it'd be like this. It'd be like the Lord coming in here and start naming all the, you know, I don't know what he'd call me. But let's just say he he addressed one of my weaknesses. Let's just say he called me for who I am. You know what I'm going to work really hard? To figure out how to not be called. You know what? You know what? A part of me feels like that that John worked really hard. That the only time in Scripture that he's ever named the Son of Thunder is that one time. The Son of Thunder never comes back up. It never comes back up that John is the Son of Thunder. You know what you know John for? You know John for for leaning on the breast of Jesus. You know John for being the closest. You know John for standing at the foot of the cross and taking over Mary as, 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 his, as, as his mother now. You know John for, for being the disciple that in John 13, the new commandment have I given to you that you love one another even as I have loved you. You know John from being that guy. And I, I, I just I, I, think about, I think about this thing and I Think about how intriguing it is to, to think about how God takes men through their course of life and we get to see their course of life from, from their vantage point. John is a man that reassures his readers of eternal life. 1 John 5 and verse number 10, He, he that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath uh, believeth not God hath made him a liar because he that uh, he believeth not the record that God gave of his son. And this is the record that God hath given us 
hath given to us eternal life, and this is the life in his Son. He that hath the Son hath uh, he uh, that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things I have written unto you, uh, that I have written unto you, that you believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. John reassures readers that you can know that you have eternal life. Now, I want you to see something else I thought was rather intriguing. John's heart was true towards love instead of thunder. 1 John 3 and verse number 1, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knew us not and knoweth us not, because it knew not it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not appear, uh, doth not yet appear what we shall be, but but we we know uh, we know that when we shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of, de- uh, of the devil, whosoever doth not righteousness is not of God. Neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message you've heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. It's a far cry from where we started. We've made all the way, we've got five books that John's written. John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and, and Revelation. And in, in this whole progression, there is a certain element that we got to see that God is changing John over time. Now, don't you look at John's tribulation. John's tribulation. We know that John had, had reason to be discouraged, he was persecuted. He was put out of circulation. He was exiled to the island. He, he I, I mean, but but even even more compelling than all of that, I, I want you to, I want you to understand this. He's having to write to the seven churches, and as he's writing to the seven churches, he has ministered. He has ministered in those churches, and he is writing unto those churches, and we. We understand them to be seven periods of church history. And at the same time, John is having to write in such a way that those churches that he had leadership in at one time had completely abandoned the principles that he was leading in at one time. They had compromised. They had abandoned the book. They had abandoned any any, any form of, of real Holy Ghost filled. Uh, operation now 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 sin had, had become ridden in their churches and, and it had overran their churches but make sure you understand something one time Jesus Jesus called this dude the son of thunder he wasn't known for his humility somebody say amen right there he wasn't known for his humble beginnings. He made him say he 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 shown himself to be bold. And, and, and look, there, there was times in the Bible that it was John. There, there, there's a place in the Bible where John is is wanting to call down fire from heaven like Elijah did on the Samaritans. Lord, shall we call down fire from heaven now? That don't sound like beloved John to me. That don't sound like the, 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 the John that we all know. Well, what, what happened? Well, there, there's a progression that's taken place through the life of John and what personality he had before of, of fervent and passionate. He was intolerant to anything, extremely ambitious. Now that has, now that has been curved. That has been, that has been turned 
towards love that has been turned towards not just love but love for his Savior and, and when we have love for our Savior that in turn turns us to love for our brothers love for our sisters and, and now this is where John is John has, has, has culminated his entire life to this one place in history to where he is cast to this Isle of Patmos and, and now has been given the full revelation of Jesus Christ Why is that such a big deal? Because of the revelation of Jesus Christ, that book that everybody's so scared to read, that everybody's so scared to talk about. That book presents home to us. That book presents the new heaven and the new earth with the glorified risen Lord. That's the book that we see that that hell and that hell and death will be cast in the lake that burneth with fire and brimstone. That book is the book that we know that, that the Antichrist and the false beast and the false prophet and, and Satan himself, they'll be cast into the lake of fire. It'd be John that got that revelation. It'd be John that got that revelation that, that he got to see the Lord high and lifted up so much so that the seraphims flew around him crying, Holy, 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 not and day. The revelation of Jesus Christ presents the ultimate victory. It presents the ultimate victory of Jesus Christ. It prevents that when, it, it, it presents to us when everything in the world has gone crazy, that one day, one day, as bad as it's going to get, and friend, it's going to get worse. The encouragement here is the final outcome is going to be wonderful. That the final outcome is going to be wonderful. It's going to be a triumphant entry of our King, of our Savior, of our Lord. It's going to be that the Scripture will have fulfilled itself upon completion of our Lord sitting on the throne that He so rightfully deserves and we as His servants in the dressing room of that one day that we will get to serve our Lord for all of eternity, that we will get to serve the one who, who, who bled and died for our sorry, sorry hides. That's what John is presenting to us. One of the old, and I use this term very loosely, but one of the old church, uh, quote, unquote, fathers, and again, I use that term very loosely. He wrote of the Apostle John that when he got to be very old, he was not able to go to meetings and, uh, without being assisted. and They had to carry him to the meetings. And they said he, he wasn't able to give to the ministry as he once had in the days gone by, but... They said he would come to the meetings and he would simply say, little children, love one another. The ultimate application of John's ministry is this. Little children, love one another. Love one another. The old son of thunder, the old fisher, the old son of thunder has came down to the end of the line with this on his heart. Little children, love one another. It's amazing what time will do to you. It's amazing what time and reflection and walking with the Lord will do to you. It'll take you from a place in your ministry where, where you once was, what, what, and we, we believe that there's seven actual stages of spiritual growth and it'll take you from through those stages and it'll turn you into the person that God wants you to be. 
So he says in Revelation 1 and verse number 9, no more and no less than I am your brother. You, you know what, man? I, I, I think it's time that we, let's, let's, let's do a little application. How do you come? How do you come to church? How do you, how do you come to this body? If anybody could have boasted, if anybody could have, have, have came with a different set of, of credentials, it was John. John could have came with a different set of credentials, but he didn't. He came with this thought, I am your brother. You know, you know, what, that, you know what that's telling me? That, that John w- was humble. That John was so humble. Why? Well, because he had just got done seeing the risen and glorified Christ. And he's fixing to pin it down. And he don't come, he don't come to, to he don't come to a group of people with anything other than I am your brother. I mean, I, for the sake of application, I wonder how many of us in here come that way. Some of us come in here like we're better than, than others. Some of us come in here like we, we deserve we deserve more than others. Some of us come with a with a preconceived notion that I'm uh, that I'm better at th- this than that, and I'm better at this than you. And and I, and it's not I am I'm, I'm your brother. I, I I want you to get this, but because if you don't, you might completely miss out. You may live your life and never get to see anything like what John got to see. How do you come? How do, how do you how, how would you approach? I, I, I'm John. You know, I'm I'm one of the dudes that I, I'm the guy that was I'm the guy that you know I, I was the dude that was laying on the breast of Jesus. You need to know who I am. I'm the disciple. Uh, I, I'm I'm one of the one. I'm the guy that that uh, that Jesus committed his his mother to while he was hanging on the cross. Yeah, but you, you you know I got things to offer. I I would dare say that that John had way more to offer than any of us goons. So he comes and he says, "I I am I am your brother. I I'm 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 your brother. Of all that John was, he saw himself as our brother." And he says, I'm also your companion in tribulation. John couldn't fathom a believer that didn't experience tribulation. You hear hear that? John couldn't fathom a brother in Christ that didn't experience tribulation. He couldn't understand it. Why? Because it really wasn't a thing. Disciples of Jesus Christ are going to face tribulation. They're going to face it, period. End of story. It's not a thing that might happen. It's a thing that's going to happen. It's a thing that will happen. If the world hated him, he's guess what? They're going to hate us. came to him as a companion in tribulation. Came to him as a companion in the kingdom. In the kingdom. In the kingdom of God and the one to come. A companion in that kingdom. And then he came to him as, as a companion in the patience of Jesus Christ. In the patience of Jesus Christ. What, what is... What does all that mean for us? I'm not going to be able to get into all the verses. We've got to move on with some other stuff. What does that actually mean for us? Here's, here's what I want you to see. Go, go down to that key point, if you would, Brother Charlie.
keep going. I want you. I want you to sincerely get this. God will show you more than you ever imagined, and you'll produce fruit for your generation and the one to come if you'll come to the place that you're willing to spend a lifetime growing into the person God wants you to be. Here's what you got to ask yourself, though. Are you willing to spend a lifetime? Because some of you want me to fix junk in a moment's notice. You want you you put demands on God and you want God to fix your whole life and turn your whole world upside down. And in a moment's notice, you, you, you Dan, you can come play that piano. In a moment's notice. I think, I think some of us feel like, oh, God owes me a change. But here's what I want to ask you. Are you willing to spend a lifetime devoted to following Jesus Christ to get to the place to where you can, you can see the things that God wants you to see Because you're just a brother. Yeah, you wrote five books in the New Testament. Yeah, yeah you, you got to see the Lord. And it, you got to see Him transfigured before, before your very eyes. You got to stand at the foot of the cross. You got to con, he, he, he commended the, the mother, His own mother to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you got to see some things in life. You got, God did some things in your life. I got news for you. Sometimes we think, and here's, here's what I figured out. We think because God worked within a six-month period that that's going to be enough to hold us over. Oh, God worked, man, God was just doing an unbelievable thing. Now, it must be your preaching. It must be the church. It must be this. Look, we're not a dog and pony show. We shouldn't have to put on the next biggest thing around here for you to follow Jesus Christ. We, it shouldn't have to be big. It shouldn't have to be outlandish. It shouldn't, it shouldn't have to be all that. It ought to be brothers, man. It ought to be brothers just, man, following the Lord together. We're just going to follow the Lord. And, and then we're going to watch God work. And then we're going to watch God change us. And the more we follow the Lord, and the more we submit to the Lord, God's going to change us. And we're going we're gonna to go from a, a place where some of us were, were, were legit sons of thunder. And that's what we were known for. To a place in our old age to where we can get spiritually mature. And we can look and, and like John did. And like John did, we can pin down. Man, your whole life will be different if you'll just love each other. Matter of fact, the whole world. The whole world will only know that you're Christ's disciples. If you have love one for another. You, you tracking when I say that? That's huge. That's how he's gonna know. That's how he's gonna, that's how they're gonna know. They're gonna know because in your heart. The love of God's been so manifested. You love your neighbor as yourself. That it ain't no more about you. It ain't no more the, the three of y'all up on this mountain trying to say, Lord, can we just stay here forever? No, it ain't about that no more. And I'm coming off that mountain and I'm going down there. And you know what? Here, here's the thing, boys. Love will cover a multitude of sins. see what John seen? How about you coming to the Lord? How about you coming to this place? Man, I'm a brother. I'm a brother within the family of God. I'm a sister within the family of God. I'm a companion with them in tribulation. Man, I, I, listen, we're doing this thing together.
Because I figured out something over the last. God showed me a few things on, on, during this whole fasting thing that, that I think I think you might need to hear. God's going to weed out the Sunday morning crowd. It's terrible. I hate it. Because I kind of like, I kind of like preaching to people. But God's going to weed people like that out. In the last days, it's going to get harder. It's going to get tougher. And the crew that, the crew that, that God needs is a crew that he's going to get. And I just want to know, man, are you going to be a part of that? You gonna be a part of that, or you you gonna you gonna you gonna find something else? Say, well, I'm not a brother. I'm I'm something else. I'm not a I'm not a companion in in in, uh, in, in tribulation. I'm not a companion in this kingdom that we're talking about. I'm not working for. I'm, I'm not looking for the judgment seat of Christ to really count. I'm not a companion in being patient in Jesus Christ. Being having the patience of Jesus Christ. I'm I'm not I'm not in that. John was exiled to the island of Patmos because of what he was doing with the Word of God and because what the Word of God was doing in him. And what John saw was a direct result of who John really was on the inside. Here's what I want to do. Brother Daniel's going to sing. Before we take some this time uh, to get ready to baptize, I'd, I'd like for I'd like for you if you got something you want to do with the Lord this morning some of y'all some of us need God to change us in a big way the only way that's going to happen is if you finally break and submit to the Lord. So it's going to happen. It ain't going to happen because of me. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen because of Brother Dylan. If you don't submit, if you won't submit to the Lord, it ain't going to happen. God, some of you think, God, well, I'm just not getting anywhere. I'm just spinning my wheels. How, when's the last time you submitted to the Lord? When's the last time you personally said, Lord, I'm submitting to you? So here's what we're going to do. Brother Daniel's going to sing. Maybe, maybe we'll do something with the Lord before we get baptism going. Uh, if you don't, that's fine. But if you do, I want to give you a space to do that. I want to pray for you. And, and, and we'll... we'll I ask the Lord to bless our time together. Father, thank you, Lord, for this morning. God, with my heart, uh, my whole heart, I, I desire, God, that you, amongst your people, give them a perception and a desire to see this thing over the long haul. God, if they're not willing to give their life and spend a lifetime in growing, they're actually never going to get anywhere. So, God, I, I pray this morning, I pray, God, that you help us to see life in light of eternity. Lord, I love you, and I thank you for, I thank you for letting us see and peer in just for a minute into the life of John. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand. Brother Daniel's going to sing.